Hey guys, welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. This is Nate Whitson. I'm your host. And we are talking to Christian men all over the world who are really just wanting to be better men. For a lot of us, we're just going, look, everything in my life is good. Things are going fine, but there's just, there's something that's gnawing at me that is telling me that it's time to fight. It's time to become more than just a casual follower of Christ. It's time to really get in the fight and to go all the way to, to really make this life count. I know that's kind of been my journey. That's been a part of my story is like, everything's good, but it's not great. There's, there's something missing. There's something in me as a man that wants more. And so if that's you today, if you're a Christian man that wants to tell a bigger story, that wants to live a better life, live more like Christ, really pursue all of the rewards, all the things in heaven that are coming for those who are faithful. If that's you and you're ready to fight, you're ready to get better, you're wanting to live a bigger story, then welcome. This is this is really written for you so or, or told for you. Today is part four of a series of podcasts that started at episode 40. You don't have to necessarily listen to them in order, but I kind of encourage you to. So if you want to pause this one, go back to number 40, 40, 41, 42, and now 43. We're looking at a book called Divine Direction by Craig Rochelle. Seven decisions that will change your life. And and we've said this in each one, and I'll say it again. I think whenever I hear somebody go like, oh, this could change your life, it's just a marketing trick of some kind, right? Like, come check this out, come look at it. I'm telling you that these decisions, I believe what Craig is saying is true, could change your life. And again, by the way, look up Craig Rochelle, look up his leadership stuff. It's it's excellent stuff. Look up this series on YouTube. You can actually listen to him talk and he'll kind of maybe highlight and tell different things then obviously I will hear I'm, I'm using his stuff to help propel you in your own journey. But again, check out, you know, his book, number one, check out some of his resources. They're excellent things, but in case you don't, hopefully this podcast will help. And kind of, here's where we've been in episode 40. We talked about the idea that small decisions are not small at all. The daily decisions that we make throughout our life point us in direct us in certain paths that lead to certain stories. Sometimes those stories end up being great stories. I I made a small decision to stay faithful and not cheat. And it led to better things. It led to a a, a thriving marriage and a beautiful story to tell. Sometimes I tell stories of where I I started, you know, dabbling and gambling. And it, it led to the idea that I lost my home and my marriage and just things fell out of control. I start with small decisions that feel like no big deal, but leads, you know, let's say I'm looking at things online that I shouldn't be. Maybe it doesn't start off straight up pornography, but it leads to there. And I tell stories later of just pain, regret, shame, all these kinds of things. Small decisions are not small. Small decisions lead us in directions that end up being stories that we tell for the good or for the bad. And so we learn that, like learning to see the power of our decision-making could really change our lives in, in dramatic ways. So can in episode number four or 41, I'm sorry, where we talked about stopping before you make a decision, before you move your feet, before you move in that direction of that path that you're about to go down. What if you could stop? What if you could pause? What if you could like look ahead and see like, God, this, I don't want to tell this story. If I end up continuing to do this thing, hang with these people, buy these things, listen to that stuff, whatever it is, right? If I could just pause and look down the road, it could change my life because I could go, man, there's trouble ahead and I want to avoid that. 
I want to tell a better story than that. So we talk about that in episode 41. In 42, we talked about the idea that there are times in your life where you're going to be at this fork in the road. And we'll talk about that again today. But you get to this decision-making fork in the road where you've got to stay or go. And we talked about it's often tempting to, to just stay or go because of how easy it is or how easy it appears to be. But we talked about that there are things in your life sometimes that just grow you in ways like nothing else can when you stay put. When you refuse to leave simply because you think it's easier to walk this path and you forfeit all that God did in your story, in your life, and in the lives of other people when you could have just stayed and went through it. There's times that God is asking you to stay, even when you don't feel like it, right? Today, we kind of build on that and we say there's the other side of it. There are times that it may be the best decision, the wise decision, God's decision that you go. So really, again, if you build off of episode number 42 and now you listen to 43, you're really going to get, you know, both sides of this equation. You're at the fork and there's times you got to take it to the right and you say, I got to just stay where I'm at. And there's other times where maybe God's like, you know what? It's time to go. How do you make those decisions? Go into the book. This is what Craig says about this. Sometimes we're called to stand our ground when change blows in, but many times we need to take a risk. God may have planted a restless desire in you to serve him in some surprising way. Maybe he's given you a burden for a specific group of people or inhabitants of a special place. Maybe he's calling you to go. Follow that hunch and see where it takes you. Take that leap of faith. Embrace the adventure. The best way to make a big jump is to get a good running start. Sometimes, as we've talked about in, in the previous episodes, sometimes it's best to stay. It's best to resist that temptation to always follow that new thing. And I think sometimes this is where the, the decision to go feels like the easier decision for some of you listening, because you want change. It's not because God is telling you to go. It's because you just get restless. It's because you're kind of bored. It's because you're not really living on a mission with a specific task in mind. You're simply kind of floating. You're going from one thing to the other. And after a little while, you tend to be the kind of guy that goes, you know what? I just, I, I've worked in this job for five years, three years, 10 years. It's just time for a change. You just kind of like moving on. You, you get bored of that relationship that you've been in. You're like, hey, I've seen this lady. It's the same one. We kind of do the same stuff. I kind of would like some you know, adventure. I'd like, you know, a change of pace. And so you think I'm just going to leave this relationship. I'm just going to go knowing all the time. That's not God's best for you, but it's just kind of the way that you've wired your life. There's times that you just want to go, but it's not really where God is telling you to go. I, I was telling you a little bit of this in, in the previous episode, but I have a really uh, clear story of this in my own life where there was this nudging that I felt from God, this like kind of pull to do something different a few years ago. I had been working as a financial advisor. I still do that today, but I was working in a different firm and I loved the guys that I was with. I still love them today. Just incredible guys that really trained me and taught me in this, in this business. I was finally making some good money, but I was traveling all over the country. And so as my family was getting bigger and we're a homeschool family, we'd made that decision at the time. I just kept feeling like I needed to go in and do a, a, a different direction. Like everything was great at work. The people I worked with were great. The, the purpose for what I did I thought was meaningful and big. But I didn't like the direction of where I was going. And I remember thinking, you know, if I stay 
five years down the road, 10 years down the road, it's going to be worse because I've made commitments to people in Iowa and Nebraska and Texas and North Carolina. And like, I was just, I was all over the country and part of that was fun, but I, I was looking down the road and thinking if I stay, I will have maybe sacrificed what was more important to me, which was being a part of raising my kids, being available for my wife and for them. And so I was at this, this fork in the road, like we talked about this decision-making fork in the road. And I had to decide, do I stay where I'm at, where I'm finally making good money or do I go? And I really felt like the Lord was just kind of nudging me towards go, but to, to go was this very, dis, like very, I don't know, scary moment, I guess, scary time frame because it was felt like I resisted the, the call to go for a long time and, and just thought, well, this doesn't make sense. Like this can't be what God is asking me to do. Like I'm finally in this comfortable place. I'm finally, you know, getting my career to a place where it's good. But I really was knowing that the answer was go, but it was scary. The pathway wasn't clear. What I was thinking of doing and trying to build my own business and brand out of this from my basement, I knew came with a lot of risk. And so ultimately I felt like I, I can't, I can't resist this idea. I can't, I can't like keep resisting what I feel like is God telling me to go. And so I did. And a couple years later, I found myself back in the same business, but in a place where I could work locally. I didn't have to travel. And through that whole decision-making process, I made a decision. It didn't even turn out the way that I would have hoped it would have, but God saw me through that. And I tell this story even today of just, wow, we ended up making about, 30% of what we had made income wise from the year that I left till the end of that time frame after two years. And yet our happiness didn't change at all. Our income changed pretty dramatically, but we watched God provide. We watched him give us joy in the middle of it. And we learned a ton from that. But for me, that was just a really clear time of like, wow, going was scary and uncertain, but so is staying when I felt like God was saying, go do this. This is where I want you to go. Have you ever been in one of those situations like that? Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to make a decision, you're at this fork in the road for you and your story, but you just weren't sure what to do? Do I stay or do I go? It kind of sounds like a, an old 1970s song. Should I stay or should I go? That's the name of the song. I'm not going to sing it for you. But where, where, where you're in this moment of like, should I stay or should I go? Do I, do I simply make a decision about going and walking into the unknown is that the wise thing to do? Is it the right thing to do? Do you stay where you're at because it's too risky to jump? Is it too risky to leave? Is it too uncertain for you? Do you stay because other people think you're crazy and you're getting pressure maybe from your own family or from your friends or like, dude, this is a, this is a terrible decision. I remember by the way, in my story, people thinking like you're, you're nuts. Like this is not going to turn out right. And I just felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I don't know how this turns out. But it was, it was not easy. And maybe you've been in one of those situations. My question to you is this, or maybe a question that you should ask yourself if you find yourself in this position of like, I don't know, it's uncertain over here, but I kind of feel like God is telling me to, to go, but it seems a little scary and everybody's telling me it's unwise. One of the questions you can ask is, am I simply staying where I'm at because that's God speaking? Or is it really God speaking to me to go and it's everybody else speaking to me? that I should stay. Whose voice do you really hear in this conversation? This is really critical because remember 
what is happening along the way is that you're making decisions all the time and these small decisions, or sometimes they feel like they're big decisions and they are, do I stay or do I go? Are, they're going to lead you in a certain direction. We keep saying this, but it's so critical. You end up where you are at and you tell the stories that you're telling based on the decisions that you make. So the decisions point you in directions. And when you walk in a certain direction, it's going to lead to a certain destination. When you get to those destinations, you are going to look back and tell stories of when you made the decision. So what we're trying to do here to help change your story, to change your life, to help you to live a bigger life and a better life and to be the man that God meant for you to be, we're trying to get to where the path begins and that's in the decision-making process. And so we want to tell better stories. Well, how do we do it? We make better decisions. So here's a question maybe that you can ask. Where is God calling me to go and it feels really scary? Is God asking you to go, but you know it's not going to be easy? Is God asking you to go and do something, to change something, to leave something, but it's uncertain, it's dark, and everybody around you thinks you're nuts. Think about that and ask this question. We talked about this in the previous podcast, number 42. What does God want me to want? That's such a great question. What does God want me to want? Well, God wants me to trust him. I know that God wants me to believe in him. God wants me to walk with him day after day. God wants me to think like him. God wants me to be obedient to him. Those are things that are irrefutable no matter what your decision making is. Trust him. Do you believe in him? Do you walk with him? Do you listen to him and do you obey him, right? You don't have to wonder if that's a part of that. That's 100% a part of it. So when you start to say, okay, God, I have a decision to make here and I want to trust you. God, I want to believe in what you say to me. God, I want to walk with you and I want to be obedient to you. When you can start to pray that and you say, Lord, I want what you want. Help me to see what you see. If you can start to do that, you're going to start making better decisions and telling better stories at the end of the road. Going back to the book, Craig says this, there's going to come a chapter in your life when you sense there's something new, something different that God wants you to do. You'll know there's somewhere you're supposed to go, but you'll have to leave where you are to get there. But if you don't have the faith to go, if you let your fear keep you where you are, you won't know the blessings that you're missing. Here's what I mean by that. If you go, you get to find out what happens next. But if you don't, you'll never know what might have been. The difference is that dull, nagging feeling that most people call regret. I think he's totally right. There are times that you're supposed to stay. And we talked about that previously. 
But there are times that you know for sure that God is telling you that you need to go. And I tell guys this a lot. A lot of the regret that I think we carry as men when we're telling stories later on are the stories of regret that come from what we didn't do more than maybe the ones of what we did do. It's like this. It's like the kids are out of the house and now the dad is saying, I wish that I would have spent more time with them. It's that I didn't spend time with them, part of it, that leads to the biggest regret now. I wish that I would have worked so much and worried about vacations and paying for college while my kids were still there. And so now I didn't do the things I was supposed to and time is gone and I have so much regret, right? It's like I didn't do what I needed to in my marriage and it's falling apart. I didn't do what I should have and exercised and watched my diet and so now I ended up in my 50s and 60s way overweight, feeling terrible. I can't play with my grandkids, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are the things that you didn't do that have led to the most regret so far? And what are the things today where God is telling you to go that if you didn't do that thing has the potential of sabotaging your stories later and causing you so much regret? That That is the takeaway of this conversation today. Regret comes so often because of the things that God is saying, like, go do this thing. But you're like, no, it's too scary. When we resist where God's telling us to go, it often leads us to not do things. And those that, that lack of obedience or that lack of doing what we know to do leads us to stories of major regret. And here's the thing. I, I mentioned this before. Like when I do coaching or counseling or, or just talking with men just in general, what I find is true for them is what I find is true for me. We already know what we should be doing. It's when we don't do what we already know we should do that we find ourselves telling stories of regret and pain and shame and all these other things. It's like when we get stuck telling the I ought to have stories, they're a bad story. And it's not a story that we want to tell. So in the most practical kind of way, I just want to ask you, like, what are the things that you already know you should be doing? Things that God is telling you, you need to go do this that you're not doing. What are the things that are going to potentially cause you to have so much regret later if you don't go where God tells you to go? You know, that might be like those things where you're like, I know God is telling me to go apologize to somebody. And if I don't go apologize and make this relationship right, I know what comes down the road is a story of regret. Maybe God is telling you to go from a job that you've been doing like I was doing and everything seems okay, but man, there is just this unsettled push. And after lots of prayer and, you know, talking with my wife, all these things, like it feels like that's what I'm supposed to do, to do, even though I don't know where it goes from here. Is God telling you to go do something like that in your career? Is God telling you that you need to go, you know, get back in shape so that you can be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be because you're feeling defeated and down and depressed and distressed all these things and you knew that if you started feeling better it could change everything for you is god telling you to go but that seems scary because you're so far away from where you should be if you don't do that thing what is the story you're going to tell down the road maybe god's telling you to go and get things cleaned up financially like you're so burdened by your financial life right now that by not making some radical tough decisions to start over, to ask for help, to humble yourself, to go get counsel or whatever it is that you need from somebody that can help you financially, to not do that thing could lead you to some major regret 
where you go, why didn't I just go do that? Why didn't I just go humble myself? See, whatever that thing is in your life, you probably already know where it is that God is telling you to go. What I want you to think of today is what if you don't? What are you missing on the other side of that decision that could be telling the best stories of your life? If you could just go where he tells you to go, you know you could tell a bigger story. You know there's a better story. You might miss out on so much if you stay, right? We talked about that in episode 42. There are absolutely times when you should stay because you know God is saying, look, I know you don't want to be here, but you need to stay put. And I'm telling you, the opposite is true. There are times where God is going to be saying to you, you need to go do this thing, even if you don't feel like it. And here's what I want you to hear. In both of those messages, whether you stay or whether you go, the answer is always found in what does God want you to want? What does God want you to do? Well, if you want to be the man of God that he's made you to be, you want to walk in those purposes, then you have to walk with God. You have to know God's word. How does God speak to us? Through his word. He speaks to us through other relationships with other believers who have the spirit of God in them. You've got to be walking with God and with God's people in order to have a heart that's open to hear whether you should stay or whether you should go. But the other piece of this that's common is emotions, feelings. We live in a world where it's telling you like whatever you feel like you should do. That's such crap. That is such crap. If I would have done everything that I felt like doing, my life would be miserable and yours would be too. Think like literally, just think about it. If you made decisions based on how you feel, you would never stay married. You would be a terrible dad. You would be telling terrible stories. You'd be looking at things all day long that steal your soul. You'd be involved in stealing and cheating and lying and everything else because that's how you feel in those moments. How you feel should never lead the life that you live. Only the Holy Spirit can lead you to life and peace and health and joy. But you're going to have to fight the way that you feel as you make decisions. In the middle of uncertainty, in the middle of fear, in the middle of not knowing, you're going to have to move. Sometimes that movement is just putting your feet in the ground and staying put. And sometimes it's moving your feet in a different direction. It's repenting. It's turning in the other way you've been going for so long and going back towards where you feel like God is leading you. There is something in our life that we have to resist, and that is taking the easy route every time. There's something that we have abandoned as men where we are where we're at as a society and as a church and in our own personal lives, because we've made decisions based on what we think is easiest. And I'm telling you, God is challenging us as men to not make the easy route, but the godly route. What is the thing that God is asking you to do? Where is he asking you to go that today you know that's him, but you're resisting it because you're afraid, because you don't feel like it? We have to pay attention to that. Going back to the book one more time, Craig says this, Take the first step of faith. Let God do the rest. He wants to anyway. This isn't about you. It's about him. He's the one telling the story. He's the author. He's the perfecter of your faith. Who knows where he'll take your story if only you'll let him. Here's how you can find out. Take that first step, then just keep going. One day, years from now, you'll look back on your life and see the whole story. What's it going to be? I felt like God was calling me, but I was afraid, so I did nothing. Or will your story be... I sensed God was calling me to do something, and even though it would have been easier to stay, 
by faith I went. You get to choose which will you pick. That's the question for today, isn't it? You get to decide, do you stay or do you go? How you make that decision, though, changes the stories that you tell. This is why I think it can change your life. Your life, when it all boils down to it, think about, think about like, this sounds like terrible, but think about at the end of your life. Imagine if you get to live to be in your 80s and people are gathering around you. You're in a hospital bed. You're, you're about to, you know, you know life is ending, right? You, you've lived a long life. What are the things you're going to sit around and tell? The only thing that are told from there on out are the stories of your life. People telling stories about you. My dad used to always do this. Nate was a friend that was always like this. In the church, they would say, Nate did this or didn't do this, right? It's going to be full of stories. Stories that were made by decisions that you made along the way to stay or to go, to be faithful or disobedient. I want to tell a better story. How about you? I want to be... I want people to tell stories about me of Nate was a man of honor, of discipline, of strength, of joy. He was a guy who was in love with Jesus, in love with his family, in love with people, right? What are the stories? Think about that. Like, what are the things you want people to say about you? In order to tell those bigger, better stories, you have to make a decision. And it's in those decisions. It's not always these big, huge fork in the roads. It's the everyday decision to follow Jesus right? How can learning to go and be faithful in the midst of not feeling it change your life? Well, a couple things. Number one, when you learn to go, when God says go, you learn to have uh, control over your feelings. And I'm telling you, that is a massive change for most men. Most of us are going like, oh, there's a hot girl. My feelings are this. I'm going to chase after it. And it leads to terrible stories. Oh my gosh, there's this purchase. I got to go make it. So I go buy it, even though I don't have the money. And it leads to terrible regret, terrible decisions. We are chasing things that we feel. And yet as godly men, we can start to tell stories of saying, you know what? I've learned to go where God wants me to go. And my life is blessed because of it. I conquer my feelings. My feelings don't conquer me. I get stronger when I learn to go. When God tells you to go and you decide to do it, you become a man of greater faith. You say, I've learned to trust him that every single time I've gone when God said to go, my faith has grown. I've watched God do things that I can't believe what he has done. I've watched God provide. I've watched God be faithful. I know him closer and more intimately than I ever could have dreamed by just staying put and not moving, right? Learning to go when God says go can help build your faith. It can help you to tell stories that you're proud of. Again, think about it. Like if God says, go do this thing, go, go do this difficult thing and say, you're sorry, repent, change, grow, get stronger, whatever this thing is. Imagine if you do that, how proud you would be to tell those stories versus, you know what? I just, I was a bum. (laughs) I was lazy. I was scared. I was weak. I was wimpy, right? Which story do you want to tell? You get to choose in these things. You get to grow braver. You get to be more courageous. Your faith grows. But in order to do that, you've got to go when God says go, right? We said this last time. I'm going to repeat it here. The big thing that happens in our lives when we decide to become to become the kind of men that go when God says go, we start to look more like his son. And that is the point that we would be conformed into the image of Christ more and more. Well, how do we do that? How do you get conformed, shaped, <laughs> transformed 
into looking more like Jesus by being obedient when he says to go. There are times that God is telling you, you need to go do this thing. And it will take every ounce of courage and bravery and strength that you have. And you won't have enough in you. You will have to say, God, I can't do this. Would you do this in and through me? And if you will pray that way, it honors God. It gives God glory. And he is looking for men who will say that kind of prayer. Would you pray if you've got a scary thing today? God, I am so nervous of this, but I know you're asking me to go here. I know you're asking me to do this. I know you're asking me to leave this. I can't do it without you. Would you strengthen me and give me everything that I need to tell a better story? What an amazing prayer that would be. What an amazing life you would lead if you can start to do that, right? Learning to go when God says go can change your life. I told you that at the beginning, and it's absolutely true. When you learn to go, when God says go, you will live a bigger and a better life, and you will be more of the man that God meant for you to be. And that is our prayer. That is our hope in this ministry. Nobody gets this right you know, all the time. Nobody does this perfectly. It's why we need a Savior. But guess what? When you start to say, God, I want to fight for a better story. I want to fight to be the man that you meant for me to be. He will meet you in that thing. He will give you strength, and he'll help you to be obedient and to go where he's asking you to go. And I can tell you this, you will never regret it. So this is what it means to fight. Fight through the feelings. Go do the things that God is asking you to do, and you will be blessed.